AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program right here on AM 630 The Word. We're so happy to be back and to be present in this new year. And uh, I, I just believe God has so many, so many plans for us in this year, and, it has, and it's upon us uh, to be able to unfold them and to discover them and to develop and to walk into everything that God has for us. And I strongly believe that the currency of heaven is faith, and we should exercise our faith. Hebrews chapter 11, uh, whenever you think of faith, I think Hebrews 11 uh, where it begins to describe to us and define to us what is faith. And it goes down a couple of verses, and, and, and it teaches us that without faith it is impossible uh, to please God, and we must believe that he is, and, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Uh, but then it puts some meat on the bone, if you would, because if you keep on reading the chapter, most people don't, but if you keep on reading that chapter— it begins to show you what faith, how faith is lived out. And a, a person of faith is not someone perhaps that you can see driving a nice car or in a big house and people will say, wow, that's a powerful man, woman of faith. Look at their car. Uh, not really. Not really. You, you, could, you could see faith when you, when you go down perhaps, you know, down to verse 37, 38 of Hebrews chapter 11. And you see a couple of words there uh, that really hit me today as I was reading it. And it says, the world was not worthy of them. The world was not worthy of them. And it really, it hit me uh, right in my chest because these were people that struggled. These were people that suffered. Let's put it that way. They suffered for their faith. They were not honored because because they were believers. They suffered because they were believers but they did not stop believing. And the Bible says we're not worthy. The world was not worthy of them. And so I want, I want you to be encouraged today as we are in the beginning of a new year and you have plans and resolutions and ideas and things you're going to stop doing and things you're going to start doing. Do them. Do them. But when the walls come up and the obstacles appear, don't quit. Somebody told me one time, if you don't quit, you will win because we've read the end of the book. We know the end of the story and we know it's true. If we don't, if we don't quit, we will win. So be encouraged today in the beginning of this new year. Uh, it's going to be a blessing and it's going to be what you are, what you allow your faith to be. So don't quit and God bless you today. I'm, I'm being back in the studio. I'm here with a, with a pastor that I have not had in the studio before. And it is my great honor, and I, I've said this all along. Uh, I love the, the the traveling preachers and those men and women that travel the globe and preach all over the world, and and they pray and they and they preach and they do what they do, and that's great. But I believe there's a special place in the heart of God, and I know in my heart for those men and women that are local, that stay, and they preach and they don't get on a plane. 
they're, they're still in town. We bump into them at the local uh, supermarket, and uh, we, we can see them. And when we have issues, we call them, and they pray for us. And uh, when we're celebrating, they, they celebrate with us, and they cry with us. And that's a special thing. God has given us pastors, and pastors are a gift to us. And today I want to welcome uh, Pastor Daniel Malenkoff. And he is the senior pastor of Redeemer Community Church right here in San Antonio. Pastor Daniel, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, Marcus. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And, you know, I was listening to, <coughs> I was listening to your, uh, to your devotionals. And I want, I want to say, if, if you didn't get to hear the devotionals earlier this week, I want you to come by and, and stop, stop at, uh, am630theword.com. Uh, and uh, find the, the the page for our Church of the Week and listen to those uh, those devotions. They were very powerful, very encouraging, straight from the Word. They're not much uh, opinion. Uh, we can find opinion other places, but right. we should not find too much opinion in our pastors. I, I believe that's, that's my right. that's right. That's that, that's how I think. Uh, people come to pastors for the Word. What what does the Bible say? And and in there and so today and and earlier this week. Uh, we've heard five devotionals from Pastor Daniel. Uh, not much opinion, but but word. And I thank God for that. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, there's there's lots of ideas we have, but at the end of the day, the authority is God's word itself. And so, as a pastor, our goal is to help God's people see God's word and to help those who don't know God through Jesus Christ yet come to recognize the truth that Jesus is our only hope. That's right. Uh, so, Daniel, tell me a little bit about you. Um, I want to, I want to, before we get to the church, I want to, I want to talk about you and let San Antonio and the listeners know who you are. So where are you from? Are you a native San Antonian? Where, where did you grow up? What's, what's your story? Yeah. So I, I was born in San Marcos and then we moved to San Antonio when I was about seven and lived here all through high school. I went to a little tiny school that no one has ever heard of called Believers Academy, graduated with 10 people. And uh, by God's grace, I, I was in a Christian family with Christian parents. I heard the gospel at home. I heard the gospel at church. I heard the gospel at school. And, and by God's grace, he saved me at a relatively young age. Uh, I, I think it was six that I was saved. And I think for many of us who were saved at young ages, we struggle sometimes, especially towards our teenage years and older. Well, was I really saved then? Did I have enough understanding? Um, but as I look back, I, I think I understood that I was a sinner and that I needed a savior uh, and I desired to honor God in my life. And so I do view that as the time I was saved. Um, God's been super gracious to me. I was, again, in a Christian home, Christian school, great church, Believer's Fellowship on the northeast side of town. Um, and then I uh, went off to college and found a great church and Christian community there. And again, God's grace on me just to, to be more and more poured into me the depth of my sin and the greatness of God's grace that covers all that sin. Uh, and then after college, I moved to Houston. I was in the Houston area for a decade and uh, was an accountant there. That was my original uh, degree and career. And as far as I knew, thought I would be an accountant the rest of my life and just be a faithful church member who supported the church and missions. And then in, I think it was 2006, uh, God started calling me into gospel ministry and the church I was at there helped support me in that. The pastor was very supportive. And so I became the interim youth director and then full-time youth director. And then in 2012, 
they sent me here to San Antonio back home uh, to help start Redeemer Community Church, which is okay. the church I'm at now. Wait, wait a sec, because you went very fast into some things. Sorry, okay. And I, but I wanna, Let's I wanna, up. yeah, back up a little bit and unpack some of the things, because when, when people hear a testimony of someone that grew up in a in a in a Christian home and and went to a Christian school and uh, got saved at an early age. Uh, sometimes people assume and they have this image that you lived in a bubble or you floated. <laughs> you know, you, you didn't touch the ground and you never had a problem and you don't know what I'm going through because you never had any problems. You lived a life of perfection. Um, I grew up in a Christian home and uh, I knew, I know that I struggled and, you know, my, my parents were pastors and Today I'm a pastor, but I also know that life is life. And so tell me tell me a little bit, how would you respond to somebody listening today that's ready to turn this thing off because this guy is just perfect. He doesn't touch the ground. He's got all his ducks are in a row and they quack in harmony. How how would you how would you respond to that? That's a great question. Thanks for asking. Um I guess I would start by saying just socially, I was a little bit sheltered growing up. I did have mostly Christian friends. That, that's true. I can't deny that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, one, you know, people hear a private school and they immediately think, oh, you're from a wealthy family. I mean, my, my parents sacrificed greatly for us to be in a private school. My mom never had the house she wanted. They, mm-hmm. Neither parent had the cars they wanted. Uh, th- they sacrificed a lot for us to do that. And... Uh, so it was not because we were wealthy. It was because my parents sacrificed everything for yeah. us. Um, as far as uh, sin, I mean, we all struggle with sin, right? I was sheltered in some ways. There were some sins that were not open to me in, right. in high school. Like, I never saw anyone do drugs or barely saw people smoking. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I went to Texas A&M. Uh, at the time, 40,000 other people. Um, it's politically conservative, or at least it was back then, but, but it's not Christian. Right. I mean, it's, it's a secular school. And I had lots of friends who were not Christians and lots of friends who lived the life of the world, and all of those temptations were available to me. Uh, you know, I struggled with sin just like anybody else, you know. Uh, all, all the sins that, that are out there for us, th- those are my sins. You know, mm-hmm. lust, pride, anger, selfishness. Uh, pick your list. Right, I'm right. on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, by God's grace, I, I did not have drugs as a ready option to me, and I, I never pursued that. Sure, there's some sins that maybe I avoided in the sense of being a little bit sheltered. But how? But how would you? How how would you say now that that uh, your upbringing impact your young adult decisions? Yeah. Well, I mean, God uses everything in our lives to make us into the people he wants us to become. Uh, one, one of the devotionals I read from earlier uh, was about how God is transforming us to be people who are zealous for good works. And one of the things God used is that he gave me Christian parents and he gave me a faithful church and a Christian school that were all teaching me that I ought to choose to honor God in any particular decision. And I, I want to emphasize, that doesn't mean I did that every time. Right. I often chose the sinful option. But it wasn't because God didn't open doors for me to do what was right. 
It was simply my own natural sinful heart that sometimes would rather choose what was easy or pleasurable than what pleases God and honors him. But we can find in there, and in even your testimony, how God is faithful to his word. Amen. Because the Bible says if we, if we instruct a child, you know, in the way that he should go, then when he gets older, he will not depart from it. Absolutely. And, and parents ought to be pursuing that for their children. We shouldn't say, well, I had all these things in my life growing up, so I want to make sure my child has to struggle with all those too. Well, no, help your child not to struggle with them by, by teaching them what God has said in his word for us that, that we can honor him. Um, but if that's not your situation, if you grew up where you didn't have any Christian influence and you, you did all the sins because they were all you knew, well, God's grace covers all of our sin. He's not like, well, God's grace can cover my sin but not someone else's, or God's grace could cover someone else's sin but not mine. Or your sin is worse than right. my sin or all, mine worse than yours. All of our sin is defiance against God. And it's not like there's little defiance against God and big defiance against God. It is all defiance mm-hmm. against God. Every one of my sins, it stands before me and condemns me, except that Jesus Christ died on the cross and his blood covers my sin. No matter how deep you think your sin is, God's grace is greater than your sin. No matter what their background. The Bible also says that God is no respecter of persons. That's right. It doesn't matter what your last name is, or what part of town, what side of the tracks, money, no money. It, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. It, uh, God, it, it, God saves regardless of who we are and what we did. God saves based on his grace and mercy. And if there were any of us who thought, well, I don't really need as much of God's grace as hmm. someone else does, we don't understand the gospel. Exactly. If we think, well, I've just got a little sin, I, I mostly covered except for that little bit, <laughs> we do not understand how far we are from God. That is the, that is the truth. And uh, today, why don't you just take a moment? We're, we're right in the middle of this. Yeah. Somebody that perhaps is struggling with guilt, mm. trying to do the works. You mentioned one of your devotionals earlier this week had to do with works. Uh, why don't you address that a little bit? It's not about our works, but by his grace. Yeah, um, I think that one specifically was Ephesians 2. Um, and we've been saved by grace through faith. And then Ephesians 2 is very clear. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works. And here's why. If it was a result of works, you could boast about your salvation. I earned it. I made it. I did the things, and God owes me, if you were saved by your works. But we are not saved by our works. We are saved only by God's grace. It is completely and entirely a work of God and his grace, his mercy and loving kindness towards us, that he saves anybody. Um, And just connecting that also to another devotional, these are some of my favorite verses, is why they became devotionals. Um, The passage from 2 Corinthians 5 For our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin. Jesus, who is perfectly righteous. That's almost impossible for us to fathom. He he only did what was good and right and perfect. He never sinned. He never did anything less than the perfect thing in the moment, the perfect thought, the perfect act, the perfect word. Jesus was perfect in every way, even though he was tempted in all the ways that we are. Right? Jesus is not like he was separated from the world. He lived in the world, and Hebrews tells us he was tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. So if Jesus 
is without sin, and if God made our sin to be applied to him, then according to Second Corinthians, what we have left is that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So God takes our sin or took our sin and applied it to Jesus, and God took his perfect righteousness and applied it to all his people. So if you're looking at your life and saying, I, I've sinned, I've fallen short, yes, you have. That is good that you recognize it. There are some people who think they haven't sinned or who think their sin is not that big of a deal. No, all of our sin is horrible, but God placed the sin of all his people on Jesus so that he could give us the righteousness of Jesus. And Jesus was perfectly righteousness, righteous. Mm-hmm. He has the righteousness of God. And if God says his righteousness is what he sees when he looks at you, well, then who are you to think, oh, that sin I did must keep me from God? No, his righteousness is covering you entirely. You are considered righteous in God's sight because Jesus paid the price for sin. Amen. 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 You're listening to Pastor Daniel today, and he's just bringing the word, and I'm so enjoying it. And let's let's transition a little bit. This is the... Uh, the, the the Church of the Week program on AM630 The Word. My name is Marcus Burgos. I'm the host. And my special guest is Pastor Daniel. He is the senior pastor of Redeemer Community Church. Pastor, tell me, where, where's the church at? Well, we're in northwest San Antonio. We're at the Omni Hotel, which is at 10 in Wurzbach. I-10 in Wurzbach on the northwest side. Uh, it's near the medical center, but the most obvious uh, land Mark. Landmark, thank you, is USAA is directly across I-10 from us. So if you're at USAA, we are directly across the highway. We're the only 20-story building around. Uh, we're on the 20th floor. Um, it's beautiful. You can see downtown from there. That's not why we meet there. We meet there to worship <laughs> God, but it is a great, great But you view. can pray over the city. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's great. That, I, I, uh, we're only on the 12th floor here in the studio, so... <laughs> Usually people are impressed with the 12th floor, but not Pastor Daniel. Uh, but uh, So tell me a little bit about, about the ministry, about Redeemer's Community Church. What is it like? What are you, what are you guys doing? Sure. Um, I mean, our mission, our, our, our vision is fueling a passion for the supremacy of God in our lives, our community, and among all peoples. And so we believe that the way we do that is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so what our goal is, is to study Scripture together, Mm -hmm. because Scripture is God's Word that He's breathed out for us so that we might know Him and honor Him and worship Him. And what we do is we study God's Word, and we seek, how do I apply this in my own life? How do I take God's truth, and how does that impact the way I think, the way I act, the way I speak? And so we want to love one another. There's lots of commands in Scripture about loving one another within the church, And then we want to love our neighbor, uh, both just in practical ways of being good neighbors, uh, but also in in the very specific biblical manner of loving our neighbor by sharing the gospel with them, helping them know that they desperately need a Savior, just like I desperately need a Savior. And then also uh, to the world, right, that we want the world to know the gospel. And so uh, part of our budget is that we're giving towards missions. uh, We're involved in missions. uh, we're, We're hoping uh, in the next year to visit some of our missionaries and hopefully be an encouragement to them, see their ministry, and just see what God is doing in these other countries. How long have you guys been a church? You you founded, you planted Redeemers. Yes, we, we planted in November of 2012, so we just passed seven years, and we've been at the Omni 
hotel for most of that time for six and a half of those seven years. We're coming around on seven years there at the Omni. So you, you got it down packed, the, the breaking down and the setting up. Uh, yeah, our sound team is so great. I mean, you know, these are people that sacrifice. They show up early. Oh, yeah. They stay late. And just because they want to honor God and, and serve his church family. It's really great. You know, I like something about that you said uh, on your, your mission statement is apply God's word to me. Yes, you know, absolutely. A lot, a lot of us like to play what I call spiritual dodgeball. <laughs> you know, the pastor says something that's good and says, oh, that's for Mary. Yes. I hope Mary is yes. listening. Oh, John, you better get that one. That's for you. No, apply it to my life. Yeah, you and know? I really – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I try to emphasize that to people that, you know, d- don't listen to sermons – for the sake of someone else that needs to hear this. Uh, Each of us needs to hear this. When I'm studying scripture, the first thing I'm trying to see is what do I need to learn from this and how is this going to change how I live or how I think, how I act. And and so um, scripture for every one of us should be for me. That's right. And that's not to say it's not for other people too, but first and foremost, what is God teaching me in his word here today? Yeah, because I cannot give what I do not have. That's right. So Absolutely. if I take it first, then I'll have it in my arsenal for when I, I need it, I can take it out and, and share it with someone. Absolutely. And I think this being the beginning of the year uh, is a great time to make a resolution. It says, you know what? I've, I've read the Bible. I, I've gone to church. I've done all these things, but I've done it for other reasons. This year, I'm going to take my relationship with God and with the Word another step. I want to apply to my life Absolutely. You know what? Uh, in, in this new year, I want to apply God's word to my life. I want to improve in that area. So, Pastor, why don't you take a moment and in, invite San Antonio to church? Uh, thank you for that opportunity. We would love for you to come and visit Redeemer Community Church. Uh, we're a small church family, and we love people. Uh, we love God's people and are glad to invite them. And we love people who have never heard the gospel, never heard of Jesus, never heard anything. In fact, Uh, When I preach, I always tell people how to find the passage in the Bible, because if you don't know how to open a Bible, we want you to come and to hear God's Word. Uh, God's Word changes us. Mm -hmm. Uh, God tells us that it is the power of the gospel to save, to understand that we're sinners and that Jesus died on the cross to pay for sin. And then he rose victorious over sin and death so that we can have eternal life with God as part of his eternal family. Uh, if you're not a Christian and you're looking for a church, we would love for you to come and visit us. If you're a Christian and you're between churches, we would love for you to come and visit us. Uh, Marcus was commenting just a minute ago about how important it is to be studying God's word and applying it to our lives. That is great to do individually, and you must do it individually. But we also have to do that with the church family. We have blind spots. Mm-hmm. We have areas that we don't see our own sin, um, That's why we continue doing it, because we don't recognize it as sin. And so we need the family of God to come alongside us and help us to overcome those sins. And then we also have a responsibility to help our brother in Christ overcome the sin that he's struggling with. And so we would love for you to come to Redeemer. If you decide we're not the church for you, find a church. There are many great faithful churches in San Antonio. I wish everybody in San Antonio came to mine, but (laughs) I also wish that all these faithful churches were filled with people who loved God, people who are trying to learn about God. And so we would love for you to join us. If not, go find a church near you. Go, Go be a part of a local faithful church that loves Jesus Christ. You can also find Redeemer's Community Church 
at RedeemerCommunityChurch.org. That's correct. And uh, they're on the web, and any question about location and time is on the website. Uh, so you can find them, Google them, and you'll, and you'll see uh, the church there and where they're at. And so I want to encourage you, San Antonio, get into your word. Apply it to you. If you need help because you don't know how to read it, we have a pastor right here for you, uh, Pastor Daniel. You don't even have to say his last name, <laughs> Malinkoff. That's right. It's not that hard. It's, I'm just stumbling over it. But uh, uh, we'd love to invite you to come on out, come to church. You're in a new year. Last year you said you were going to go to church, and you didn't. So here we are in a new year, and let's get, in, let's get into church this year. Uh, they're at the they're, – tell me again where you're at. At the Omni Hotel. Omni Hotel, 10 and Worst Park, across from USAA. On the 20th floor. 20th floor. Do you have ushers in the lobby? Uh, we have people out there welcoming people in, yeah. That is excellent. That is very cool. I've never – the churches I've been to in hotels have never been on the 20th floor. <laughs> so that, that is good. Maybe I'll show up one Sunday. We would love that, and, Marcus. And, and just great. stop by and ride the elevator with you. Uh, so San Antonio, God bless you. So happy that we're in the new year. You made it to the new year. Congratulations. And now let's make some changes that this year will not be a repeat of last year. Let's get better. Let's get stronger. Let's get into his word. And let's pray. God bless you, San Antonio. One more time. Thank you, Pastor Daniel, for being part of the program today. And uh, we're so honored that you're here with us today. San Antonio, we will see you soon. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.